you know, as an artist, I'm like, ah, I'm maybe not inspired to write a hook or maybe, maybe I'm, I'm not the right voice for a hook. And it's great to give, especially aspiring and up and coming artists, like a head start um, into what a song could sound like. When did, when did you start taking like beats with hooks serious? And when did you, and has it, has it been always successful for you? I started uploading beats with hooks to YouTube. And at a certain amount of time, um, I noticed that people gravitated more towards the beats with hooks mm. because YouTube's algorithm supposedly is heavily based on retention as well. Because if you tell people to find the niche, mm. sometimes I think like they'll start overthinking finding it. But just as you said, yeah, you, were you just, just got to put out content, and then you notice, and then you go. That's exactly. how you. That's how you play the game. The foundation, the precedence. We flying flags in every city, global residence. And we killing off the masters. Ghetto slave driving bastards. We making hits faster. Then you can think we're on the brink of revolution. All my indie music makers, here's your restitution. Uh, we got the game in a chokehold. Not paying the creators is a no-no. I got the smoke road for all the fam bam. What's up, everybody? This is the Pay to Creators podcast. It's your host, Abe Batchon, the CEO of BeatStars. And today we're in a special place. This is the Amsterdam edition of Pay to Creators. And I got some, some of my friends with me, my, some of my friends that I met for the first time, but some of people that I've been looking up to and watching and admiring for many years, actually. Um, this is a conversation I've been looking forward to having. Um, I'm really happy that these guys are here. So I got my guy, Freck Van Verkum. I got Seco. I got Accent Beats. And I got Chuki Beats here. This is a historic moment for BeatStars. Um, I'm so inspired by all you guys' music. And just to be here in this moment, sitting with y'all, it's a dream come true. Um, so this is the podcast. We get, we get into it a little bit. We talk <laughs> music. We talk life. Talk about some, some controversial topics sometimes. Um, we're here during the ADE conference, and we just got off a panel talking to a bunch of aspiring producers that just wide-eyed looking at everything that we were saying and doing. How do you, how do you, how, how do you guys feel after the, after the panel at, at ADE right now? Great. Yeah. Appreciative of the people that show up. Cool, cool, cool that, to see the people in real life, you know. I don't know. I just felt a lot of good energy. Same. Yeah, it's it's it was cool. Um, it's always like a refreshing energy every time you see other creators in the room, and the way that they were looking at you guys. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys don't notice it, and you guys may not know it, but there's some people in that room that you guys spoke to that you will change the trajectory of their life, and just by just by your actions. But. Um, First, I'd love for you guys to kind of just share a little bit of background on each one of you guys, where you come from, a little bit of background, how you started music, and let the people know um, and represent who you guys are. I'll start with you, Fred. Yeah, gotcha. Um, as far as music goes, um, I'm a guitarist. I started playing in a band around age 14, I guess, and... Um, at a certain point, I dropped, stopped doing that, and uh, felt like a void, basically. Like, uh, I still want to do music, but, you know, not in this group anymore. 
So um, I picked up uh, producing, and from then onwards, gradually built into uh, what it is now for me. Yeah. That's cool. So you, you started out as a band playing the guitar. Yeah. And was there anybody kind of that in your family that's like exposed you to music? Was there any like early inspirations of, of artists or producers that you looked up to? Um, as far as music in the family, um, yeah, it was always music, you know, around the house, as in uh, playing records, yeah, uh, CDs, all the time. But um, yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> that's basically it. Seko, what about Seko? What about you, man? What 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 really got you into music? Where where you you know? Give us a little little intro. Yeah, um, actually, I'm also a guitar player, so. Um, from a young age, um, yeah, my mother played guitar as well, and uh, um, yeah, she kind of told me like it would be nice if you play as well. So I'm happy she did that. <laughs> It'd be nice, or, <laughs> yeah. she, or she forced you? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I had like some intrinsic motivation towards it as well. So um, yeah, and I played from like nine years old or something, and um, then yeah, like when I got a bit older. Um, guitar playing became a little bit less, but I discovered uh, producing. So FL Studio clicked immediately. And <laughs> like uh, at a certain point, I combined the two, and th then it was like, yeah, that's kind of my recipe, I guess, or something. Uh, as though, as though I, I, you know, I think a lot of producers, and I think we've had this conversation before, is that playing an instrument is kind of like having a superpower a little bit for producers, especially like bringing in live instruments into what you're doing. Um, you know, you you can kind of control the direction of the feel, the energy, the mood, the emotion by being yeah. able to play your own your own your own music. You know, um, accent. Talk to us, man. I'm uh, not a guitarist or anything, and uh, no mu music. Uh people in my family or anything. I'm the first one. And uh, I started with FL Studio also when I was 12, making beats for myself because I thought I was a rapper. Okay. But uh, <laughs> You thought? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've all been there. You don't, you don't want to hear me rap. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, after that, I just kept going, making beats. I stopped rapping. And uh, yeah, that's how I rolled in. <clears throat> into uh, producing till this day. That's dope. how I did it. Dope, dope. Chucky, come on, man, tell us. So I'm also a guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I could. Your story was exactly my story. Um, started with guitar, uh, and then got to a point where I was like doing this uh, Spanish classical guitar, you know. But it was like I was pretty good at it, but. It, I found it like boring a little bit. So then my teacher then gave me like Cubase on a little CD, and that got me started with like putting loops together or or putting. I mean, just making little guitar things. And then after that, a friend of mine in introduced me to FL Studio, and then wow, yeah, you know, making beats, uh, making music, and uh, yeah, I was always like also into YouTube, and from there everything just unfolded. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's you know it's crazy for me to kind of like visit a whole different country and see um, the same story within like all of the creators I visit and meet with everywhere I go, and 
Um, you know, we live in this, it's a, it's a luxury to be able to see what an artistic idea can turn into when you're open to collaborating with other folks. And not, I, I feel like a lot, of, a lot of people are so reserved and protective of their art and they're scared to kind of like put themselves out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and even me, even me, when I was, you know, when I was young making music and I was like, oh, I don't know, man, people, how, how are people going to accept? How are people going to think? How, what's it with afraid of judgment? You know, um, for the most part, from what I can see, most of you guys have overcome those kind of fears of judgment. Um, it can be intimidating. The internet can be really intimidating to like post your music because you get instant feedback and you get like, you know, if people don't vibe with it, you may feel, you may feel a certain way. And for you guys to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my shit out there and I'm going to collaborate with people all over the world. And I don't care who it is, where, what, wh who, who could share like some stories of like working with artists in a, in a, or like even just a beat sale from, from a country or a place that you never like imagined, like it blew your mind. Like that, that first moment you're like, what the fuck? Someone from this no name place I've never heard of just, just supported my music and wants to collaborate with me. Did, did that ever hit you guys ever at any moment? Well, for me, it did. Yeah, yeah. And the first time uh, I heard like a, an American on my beat, yeah. you know, it's like, oh shit, <laughs> I made real, it. It's for real now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that was like, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, don't remember the artist's name. It was the Soundcloud rappers. Right. It was fire. Yeah. Yeah. How about you guys? My first beat uh, sale was just in the Netherlands. Mm. Just a friend that I uh, met online. Yeah. And he paid me twenty dollars for the beat. And when that happened, I was like, damn, I can make money of this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I started to send them more beats, but he didn't buy uh, many <laughs> then. But uh, yeah, countries like South Korea or something like that, when I open BeatStars, mm -hmm. you can see all the countries uh, where your sales are right. from. And uh, I see like Africa, some people just, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how they pay because not everyone can uh, buy a beat right. in Africa. Yeah. That, at least that's what I uh, find out. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's like everywhere, like the whole world uh, is on your feet. Like you yeah. can sell uh, to everyone. Right. Literally. You guys ever like trip out like, and think about that other person? Like, do you ever like think about like, man, what what my music could actually be doing to that person in their life? Like, what? What I could be fulfilling with my music? Do you ever think about those kind of things? That that connection more than just like that transaction? Yeah, sometimes you see it even in, for example, when you post on YouTube, you see it in the comments for mm. real. Like, Appreciate it was so yeah, yeah. But even further, like, oh, this music helped me through difficult times and stuff. That's, yeah, that's pretty crazy to see. Like, uh, yeah, I, 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 I yeah. do. That's what create. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. There is some a little bit creepy, but I do something uh, when I get at least I'm not doing that right now. But uh, I used to click on uh, the beat sale 
and you can see their address. Right. And I just Google the address just to see oh, where they oh. live <laughs> somehow. So I don't know why. if your why. track isn't hard, you know where you live. <laughs> yeah. I'll find you the track's white. No, I, I was like, damn, someone lives there and he bought my beat. Right. It right. was just like, damn. It's trippy, yeah. right? Like yeah, someone yeah, lives yeah. in that house that yeah, I just Google yeah. like, <laughs> Looking just at his house, he bought my beat. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're emailing them, yo, you I got a dope ass house. <laughs> I've never, never done that, bro. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I mean, I understand. It. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> you know what would be super dope, though? I mean, if that was the case, like, and you sold like a big ass exclusive or something like that, and you just, yeah. you just shipped them a gift or something, something small, just to, just to show, exactly. rec show recognition to oh, that. That's actually fire. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Exactly. That'd be dope. Yeah. Never thought about that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's just like, like a little gift, something yeah. to send them, so, yeah. like you know, show some appreciation because they're you know they're investing in you and your business too. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be that would be cool. That would be cool. Um, Freak, what, what? Tell me, tell me, like, do you have any stories? Any stories like where um, you ended up like really connecting with a with a customer or a collaborator, someone that just you know just just fell in love with your music and they're constantly in your email and you just you felt like a a need to like have to be there for that person in some way, like you developed a friendship. I don't know. Is it, has, is there any, been any special, special moments between you and your, um, I don't think up to that, uh, level actually. Yeah. But sure. There's, there's constantly people. Right. That are either e emailing you or, or commenting on YouTube right. and stuff like that, right. reaching out to you. Um, but not on the basis that you were suggesting. Okay. okay. Actually. I say that because, you know, perhaps uh, it's different for 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 you guys. I don't know. I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, you feel a sense of service, right? You feel like you you know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I feel you do. I feel you, but I feel like sometimes you can't spend too much time. With it's like yeah, bro. But it's like it, we all got different characters, you know. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. I'm also someone. Sometimes I can be like. But you're developing. you're a big face as well. Like you you're in front of yeah yeah the so company people, basically. Yeah, yeah, people, you know. So people might actually have, have feel like a more of a connection. Yeah to you. yeah 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 mm. yeah yeah exactly. And the, and it starts to see to feel the same way um, in the other direction as well because then people are starting to you know send you these messages just like you said where it helped them get through whatever art right. like and it's like it's like just like I'm 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 just looking at it like whoa crazy I'm just doing my shit. And at the same time, it's blessing somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even think about that starting right, this. Right, right. So it being able to grow into that, and at the same time, you know, you're you know then doing a service, earning money and whatever. But yeah. it's, so it's a transaction plus it's it's service and general. Um, you said the word just now. You were um, the 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 um, appreciation, gratitude. Yeah, right, the gratitude right, of right, people right. for what you're doing. It's like crazy. It's like a crazy mix, like perfect mm -hmm. <laughs> things. <laughs> You know? It really is, and it's all centered around like art, you know. Yeah. It's all centered around the art that we make together. Man, shout out to all the dope ass artists. Shout out, all the dope ass artists <laughs> that support the support you guys and and the rest of the community. You know, um, they're finishing they're finishing the story, right? They they help they help finish the story of what the you know what what you started. Um, what we're like we were like you know we were talking about you know the concept of you know discipline earlier we were mm -hmm. talking about like commitment what it takes to like to be at the level where you guys are you were just saying like maybe some maybe some people just buy a beat from chuki just because they want to hear from him respond to him like get a get a response yeah. but but once you but once you get to a point 
you know, where you're, you're building such a big business. I've seen a lot of producers even actually, you know, hire people on a team to respond to all the customer support, their, their support emails or, you know, all the inquiries that they get because sometimes you get flooded with just, you know, so many emails. It's hard to, it's hard to just kind of respond to everyone. But I want to go back to like the discipline and the commitment to what you guys have had to put in to even be able to like even sit on this chair to be even be able to like be recognizable for your music to be appreciated in that way. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of creators, they just, they think, you know, I started making beats today. I'm going to start uploading beats tomorrow. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to automatically find success and have this like false reality of, of what it takes to be successful, you know? But I feel like it's like exactly like you said during the panel, if it doesn't flow naturally, I mean, I mean, of of course, the discipline is like, yeah, obviously you need to have this, not not, not saying obviously to you, but like yeah. to people like, should, should I have this? Like, of course, like if yeah. you want to be great, it requires discipline. But at the same time, it's not that I have to really convince myself every day to do the things I'm yeah. doing. It's just like, I, f I fucking, I just yeah. do it. You know, I, I'm, if you're in a place where you're thinking about forcing yourself, you're not being it. You mm -hmm. just got to be doing it. And it, and then it just flows naturally, just like you said. Yeah, obscene, obsessive behavior. Yeah, oh, yeah, obs <laughs> yeah, obsessive behavior with the with the thing you're trying to do, you know? Uh, yeah. You should feel bad when you're not working. Like At least that's what I'm feeling when I'm not working on my music. Yeah, of or like... Of course, you, you need to make time for your family, your friends, or whatever. But every time uh, when I like skip two, three days, I, I literally feel bad. I know for a like, fact that this is, many producers feel like this. Exactly yeah, like this. You feel some kind of yeah, pressure some kind of or something guilt. or yeah. some guilt to yourself. Like I could have made beats, uploaded beats, make whatever, but I'm here sitting uh, in a nothing. cinema or whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had it actually when I, I went to university before and like my account on Beastars was kind of popping and then I had to write my thesis and it was like a full-time thing and I didn't have time for beats that much anymore and it really like you said you feel so bad and like you you want to do that but yeah you can't yeah, yeah you I, no time I, the same and, thing. Yeah. I also did my bachelor's shit well I already had the Beastars but then I ended up doing both and actually happy that I did both mm. It's just yeah. like you learn a lot doing it as well. If yeah. you don't look at it like fuck, I have to. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. You know. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. But if you feel like, yeah, let me just do it. It's not For gonna sure. stand in the way too much. Then yeah. do it. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. I've been seeing you guys. You know, um, Seko, you just came to the states and was working with um, Anise, and you locked in the studio with him. Was that like a, one of your first like in studio kind of like? experiences that you had with an artist or are you always doing that here locally too um yeah i mean yeah really like in studio with an artist i guess yeah it was like uh, but it was at his home like uh, right uh, but I, I why i asked that is because there's there's a certain role sometimes a producer has to have in a studio right sometimes you know we can't like the producer the producer's job is to bring the best out of that artist, right? And they have to like mold and form and be able to kind of like create 
a vibe or an energy of just like openness and collaboration and let the artist process things their way. Um, and I think I've, I've, I've been in studios where producers will come into a studio. You could tell they'd never been in a studio and they're like loud as hell. And they're just like, you know, <laughs> you know, talking, talking everyone's ears off and yeah. they, they, they lose that, they lose that ability to like, you know, understand their, 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 their part to the creative space, their part to the creative moment. And I, I would like, for you guys to share any, whatever, like any experiences or like etiquette for in-studio experiences because the relationship with the producer and artist is, is, is tricky. It's a little tricky because you're dealing with different animals. You got, I feel like I've dealt with a lot of artists, I've dealt with a lot of producers and m mentally and, and like personality-wise, they're not the same all the time, <laughs> you know? Man, just be present, you know, just be like present, open, don't try to force, because the more you force, the more tension, mm -hmm. the less the energies align to create to create together. It's just being open, but engaging, looking them in the eye. Yep. Yo, yep. How, how you been? Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. How you feeling? Like, mm -hmm. Literally try to connect, right? Like yeah. if you have connect. a connection, yeah, but that's then, why music. But then just like, could you know, like yeah. like you said, try to connect. Some people will be like, "Oh, I connect like this," and then. <laughs> but sometimes saying "how you been" can be it can be like weird. You just gotta mm -hmm. like read the be present and yeah. read yeah. the room automatically. Yeah. Express well, like be be be. I guess that flows from being confident yourself mm. and just being sure about what you do, what this, your role. This guy is. has social skills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, but yeah, you know, it's just like. Yeah, but I feel like most producers are not so uh, so. They are socially awkward. Yeah. Like mm. most but of the time, we are alone and on our laptop making beats. Right. No one around right. us. But then you learn, you know. You gotta learn. Yeah. You gotta, just yeah. gotta learn because it helps you. Yeah. I mean, helps you grow. They, nobody. I mean, I understand you, but nobody just is. I mean, I could say like I used to be when I was a kid. I was more like mm -hmm. I wouldn't just yeah. Oh, networking. Oh shit, I gotta talk to these. But when right. you when you find like. Confidence. The confidence and you're just good by yourself, then everything's just chill. Yeah, I, I hate that stereotype that producers are socially awkward. That, that like I hate that. I hate that because I met so so many awesome producers that are, you know. <laughs> sorry, sorry. He's like, I'm social. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like it's like a narrative though. It's like a narrative. But it is it is. Yeah. I guess for, there's for a lot. For, yeah, at I least think, that's what I think. I think I think obviously it, it, it it overlaps because most of the time, if you love music, for example, and if you're the super outgoing type, mm -hmm. you probably fall more into the artist category. And if you're more in, in the, no, I'll sit here and work on this, right. I find you in this and this and this. You obviously came from the being by yourself, like yeah. figuring something out, being like, but that's what makes produ producers producers, you know? It's yeah. like, we like to figure it out, but, but that doesn't mean you can't also like. But I actually li like that they are socially awkward. Most of the time, those are the people that actually have a lot of stories, got a lot of things to tell. Mm. When you're gonna sit with them and uh, work with them and sure. know them better and everything. Yeah, I mean my my experience my experience with see I'm I'm artist so I'm out there I'm extrovert yeah. right, but um, that's what like really drew me to like working with producers in the beginning, in the beginning days, because I felt like they, they were scared to have their voice heard in the early days, you know? They were scared to like speak out against an industry that kind of just like shunned them away, left them out of the conversation. You know, guys were like, you know, in the early 2000s, there was, there was no selling beats online. 
making your own living. Like, you know, there was, you had to like wait for a placement. You had to like wait for a placement and that was controlled, but just by a few producers in the industry. And sure, the paychecks were really big back then when the, when the music industry was really thriving, but then there was a complete collapse of the music industry. It was piracy, right? There was, no one was paying for music anymore. And, yeah. you know, we've talked about this in some, some previous episodes. And when, when I was working in, within the music industry um, early on prior to starting Stars, like all the producers were just like the sweetest people, man. They were like the hum most humble people, most collaborative people, most positive and just but quiet. And I'm like, yo, these dudes and girls like need a voice. They need someone to like stand up and like fight for something because they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And that's what made me even like fight even harder. And what still drives me every single day to like, Less. you know what I mean? But I love that producers' voices are getting larger, stronger, bigger, and independent, and they're controlling their own destiny. And they're able to kind of like dictate how they want to do it with no rules. You could be the quiet introvert and be successful. You could be the outgoing producer and still be dope as hell and successful, you know? Um, where do you guys think this whole shit? I mean, it's, now it's been almost 15 years we've been doing this shit. Where do you think we're going next? Like, what do you think is like, what do you think is going to happen? Is it going to be a hybrid of everything? Are we going to go into the, like, is everyone going to have to be an influencer into the attention mm -hmm. economy? Or is everyone going to have to be like a really seasoned marketer to know, understand like the ad systems and really like build a, you know, it's like, where are we going as independent, you know, music entrepreneurs? It's, 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 uh, it's interesting. Things are changing really fast. Technology is changing really fast. We got AI coming. We got all these different, all these new platforms that are, you know, garnering more and more attention from us and people are distracted. I just would love to hear your guys' thoughts on like, where do you guys feel like your, the, the next phase of your energy is always going to be, or is it always just going to be, I'm going to focus on making my best art and wherever it hap whatever, ha whatever happens after that happens. Uh, I think a lot of producers see themselves as a small company or something mm -hmm. right now yeah. because of the online game. You can uh, make your own money, of course, by selling, which you get the money directly, instantly. And in the past, just like you said, uh, you have to wait before some label pays you or whatever. And because of the freedom of, of course, money, you uh, the most producers feel like okay we can um, make like a producer club or whatever and a producer has more producers under him and they start making bangers for artists or whatever just like some big names in the online game like cash money ap mm -hmm. for example or uh yeah Man I mentor I, right that we talked about mm -hmm. i think mentor or something or Mm -hmm. Yeah, it right. means it means like producers signing producers and yeah, right. It does the same thing, right? Like uh, people giving beats. And similar, yeah. Yeah, similar. yeah. 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 yeah but uh, there are like a lot of opportunities now for us as producers because of uh, beat stars or and the online game, the market and everything. And I think it's a good thing. 
But and, what else can we leverage outside of just uh, selling beats? Like, what else can we leverage? I know, Chuki, you're doing a lot of other stuff. Like, what, where else do you feel like, you know, you're, you're dabbling on the, which I love, by the way, on the label side. I really, I've always told the producers, like, you are the label. Yeah. The yeah, best, the best like. record labels that have ever existed were always run by music producers. Quincy Jones, Dr. Dre, Pharrell. You know, it's like the labels that are run by music producers because they can actually get the creativity going and running and moving, you know? Yeah, and, and you, you know what to look for an artist. Mm -hmm. Yep. Da, 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 da. But <laughs> um, I feel like the, the role of a record label is really changing to like, because I feel like everything is going towards like um it's a it's a i know what the thought is but it's hard to like i haven't been able to like decipher it enough to put it into a concrete sentence but mm -hmm. i feel like the art the people that are doing the art are 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 uh getting like the the way uh independent artists are are winning right now i feel like that's happening for every art or creation thing in the world where true being independent through having the social media, whatever, you can really like just be in direct contact with the people that enjoy your product or your art or, or whatever and make a name for yourself. Um, yeah. I lost my train of thought. No, no, but I get it. It's like it's just, just maximizing, just maximizing. And, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe it is as simple as like what it is. It's just using that product to connect with everything else. Yeah. That, that one product just connects with everything else. And I don't think that can ever go away. No, you know? that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just like it's, it's still always about, I mean, back in the days, they didn't have as much opportunity, but it, it was just about being good. And I still, and I feel like now there's more, uh, Options opened up as far yeah. as monetization, whatever. But if you really want to be doing like the top shit, you got to be really, really good. You guys find yourself like investing in other things too, like property, you know, crypto, crypto. I mean, whatever. Like you guys find yourselves like leveraging what you've earned, what you've made, and then also doing it in more like traditional type of um, investments to kind of grow your, you know, your earnings in your business too. Yeah, I mean, looking. Always, always learning. I'd say because uh, as soon as you start make money and maybe there's no people to give you advice on that, you have to learn some lessons. You have to learn like, okay, if I make a profit, there's taxes, whatever. Can I, I don't know, make that money work for me and do investments? For example, that oh, real estate is something crazy, uh, but investing in a business is something sometimes also mm. uh, worth it. Or even investing in yourself because you're your as a producer, you're your own business. So now you have to start thinking as that. As yourself, as like a business too, as producer, like, is it an investment to hire uh, a space where I can have my music studio by myself so I can be more productive, have artists over? Is that an investment that's worth it for my business? You know, and then you make those uh, decisions and you upgrade yourself, you know, your own. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, sorry. like you said, you're your own business. That's what I try to say. Like, uh, when you become bigger and bigger, it feels like you're a company because um, I had a guy who kept coming back like almost every month to buy beats, my uh, J. Cole type beats, mm -hmm. because he made more like that kind of music. And after a while, he asked like, can you also make uh, graphic design or something? Right. 
So I connected him with my girlfriend. <laughs> and she started making the money family. Yeah, yeah. She, she, yeah. she started making the art for right. his uh, singles. Right. And that's how you actually start uh, creating jobs sure. for the people around you. Like yeah. uh, something uh, that I really think it's interesting. Uh, let's say you're a big art uh, producer and you work with a few uh, artists that doing good or at least have some potential. You can start making clips for them or if you know someone. Right, that's, start, what, yeah. that's, what I'm, that's what that's literally how my territory worldwide record label in Belgium started because I just I was working with artists and we was like, oh shit, this we're doing what a label would be doing, but we're just doing it out of like, yo, let's build something just right. real. Yeah. Um, culture happening where yeah. just new people started rapping i was already doing my shit on online on beats so mm -hmm. i was the go-to person for for when people in belgium started to i mean not all people but a lot of artists in belgium started rapping oh, and then this culture really started going and 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 now that's really like opened up already a lot but there's still a cap on like how big you know Bel yeah. belgium is or something yeah. Yeah, I mean, I see, I see producers setting up services on the platform for graphic design, mixing, mastering. Um, one thing Frank, that I noticed that you, I think you've always kind of like really specialized in this and or just made it part of your repertoire is like doing beats with hooks too. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I've, you know, there's times where, you know, as an artist, I'm like, ah, I'm maybe not inspired to write a hook or maybe, maybe I'm, I'm not the right voice for a hook. And it's great to give, especially aspiring and up and coming artists, um, a head start, like a head start um, into what a song could sound like. When did, when did you start taking like beats with hooks serious? And when did you, and has it, has it been always successful for you? Um, remember at the uh, ADE, the panel, mm -hmm. um, I, I told the, the guy like, like a niche, you gotta have a niche. Right. Um, oh, I started uploading beats with hooks to YouTube, and at a certain amount of time, um, I noticed that people gravitated more towards the beats with hooks mm. because YouTube's algorithm supposedly is heavily based on retention as well. And um, if you have a yeah. dope hook, a good hook, people, I think, tend to listen for longer. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why the, the, the YouTube uh, views mm -hmm. uh, piled up for that specific um, uh, keyword. And, you know, once you actually see that, and then you start to... Start to yeah, but, yeah, but More that's beats like, with hooks, more beats crazy. with hooks. Because that's what I mean with, like... Because if you tell people to find the niche, Sometimes I think like they'll start overthinking finding it, but just as you said, yeah, you, you just, just gotta put it, out content. And then you notice, and then you go. That's exactly. how you. That's how you play the game. You know. How, how do you find who to collaborate on hooks? Like, how do you go about that? Do you let's find independent artists, or are they or these some of these artists maybe previous customers, or like how do you how do you work out? Because a lot of producers are like, okay, cool, he has a beat with the hook, but you know, people don't understand like the inner workings. Are you doing like work for hire contracts? With the hook artist, or do you share revenue with them? Like, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to interest. Both. Okay, both. Yeah, it depends both. on the artist. Yeah, it depends on the deal they want to work out. Um, I mean, sometimes they just want to be paid up front. I mm -hmm. mean, uh, they don't have any faith in in, in in these tracks actually, you know, selling and getting getting them any financial means. So they want to take the money up front. But sometimes they say, no, yeah. let's let's split. Let's do a split. 
I have a cool story about Beats with Hooks. And there was a, an amazing artist I discovered a few years ago. Her name is Brianna, Brianna Marin. I don't, yeah. know, if, you don't know if you yeah. know who she is. And um, she was selling, you know, songwriting services on this other website. And so I had, I had hired her to do hooks. And she didn't know nothing about BeatStars. She was like, I don't, I don't know nothing about this. Who is this guy, you know? And my strategy was I was going to connect her with producers. First, I kind of went through and looked at the top selling beats, the top selling beats on the platform. And I wanted to see if any of them had hooks. And even if they were older, even if they were older beats, I said, yo, there's, there's always a couple beats in the catalog, right? There's always a couple that will feed you for a couple years, right? There's always a couple beats in the catalog that just resonate, right? That just resonate, resonate, resonate. And it just connects with people. And I'm like, yo, like how dope would it be if we just reintroduced those dope beats? We did it a lot with Mantra. We did it a lot with Dream Life. We did it with Yondo. You did, did one it, with me. I did one actually. with Accent. <laughs> and, and oh, it was probably your top dreams. Your, dreams. One of his top, yeah. one, of, one of your top Fire. beats. Yeah. And, and, I was, and it was just, it was a strategy that I was doing. I just want to yeah. see how, 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 like, how it would work. And those beats ended up, those beats with hooks ended up generating hundreds of thousands of dollars. Some of them actually ended up earning more than the original track without the hook, which was crazy to me. And now she is the most featured artist on Spotify. She's the most featured artist on Spotify. If you go on Spotify and search Brianna Marin, she's got thousands of songs with your beats and other people's beats with her featured on it. And crazy. it's crazy. She's the most featured artist on Spotify. That's crazy. Shout out to Brianna. Shout out to Brianna. She's going to get on this show soon. But yeah, it's crazy. So I forgot I did that with you. Yeah, I forgot yeah. I did that with you. Can you share a little I was bit? Like Brunette, I, I was like, uh, I know the name. And then it clicked like uh, she did the hook on the dream beats because yes. it was going viral on YouTube. Yep, yep. Uh, it has now like five million views or something. Right, right. And it kept selling, selling. Still, till this still day, selling. it keeps selling. So uh, it was how, nice many How, <laughs> hmm? how many sales? How many sales? I don't know, man. So, so how many sales? Probably six six figure beats. It's probably a six figure beat, you know. That's nice, right? So, right. I mean, it's dope. It's dope, you know. I think I think reintroducing reintroducing tracks with with hooks after you've seen their that they're popular, and is always I think it's always great strategy. That's always great strategy. I was always wondering. Who's doing beats with hooks? Because I I never like thought, oh, let's do that. It's Dude. something I never, you know, it's that, uh, something I never thought of. Like so it's, it's fire. You already have the catalog. Yeah, it's fire. But right? so you yeah. like, so you just like make the beat and then book an artist. Well, let me let me give it some context. Um, I started out, you know, when when, when submitting to labels, it's better to give an impression of a song. Yeah. Right. So when you when you write hooks on, have mm -hmm. hooks already written you stand a better chance basically yeah. because they already uh, you know they have, the yeah. yeah exactly mm -hmm. so that's uh yeah, yeah okay cool that's the idea and when 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 they decline i, I usually upload them on youtube yeah, okay. and that's cool that's the idea yeah, it's nice frank you, you you got you got um i don't know you got some songs coming out with one of my one of my favorite artists and i used to I used to represent him and, and distribute his in label. Groups. In groups, yeah. Yeah, Tech exactly. Nine. Yeah. Tech Nine. And um, I don't know, 
do you have some stuff with him on on some upcoming music that's coming out, or is or is this stuff that's already been um, already been released with Tech? Um, both actually, I think yeah. he's dropping. Uh, he, he's supposed to still drop a video uh, for a song from his last album, yeah. and the video is shot. It's ready, yeah. but it's not out there yet. But uh, should have a few on his new album as well. He's an independent yeah. legend, man. He's an independent yeah. legend. Yeah, you know, true. Right. Like, I want to open up the floor to kind of a, any any topic that you guys like was on your heart that you guys want to cover <laughs> because we can get into beat selling all day. We could talk about consistency. We could talk about strategy. But like sometimes there's some I know Jackson, you were saying like there's some things that you wanted to talk about that sometimes could be the ugly parts of doing business. The ugly parts about, you know, um selling online or the music industry that you know, maybe whoever's watching this needs to needs to hear. Yeah, um, about selling be maybe something about uh, loop makers and sample makers. Mm. I had uh, a problem with uh, someone who was sending me <laughs> who was sending me like over a year. He, he kept sending me loops, and uh, I liked them, so I used them. Right. I made like a lot of beats with his loops. And always 50-50 split, nothing uh, on the hunt. <laughs> <laughs> nothing going on. <laughs> nothing going on. <laughs> but um, I had a placement with uh, Nines, a UK rapper. Mm. And uh, after the release... Uh, Big name too, by the way. Nines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's nice. Shout out Nines. Mm -hmm. And uh, the real uh, loop maker, the one who made the loop... Uh, his man, his, yeah, it was from someone else. Mm. So I was the bad guy. They thought right. I, I stole the loop. Right. So I went back to the one who sent me the pack. Right. And I sent the exact pack to the his manager of the producer who sure. told me like, what the fuck is going on? This, that. He told me yeah, it's exactly the same uh, loops, the same names, everything. So I thought like, damn. I was making all those uh, beats with his loops, but they were from another uh, guy. So I took off all his uh, beats and wow. uh, removed him, of course. And uh, that's scary, yeah, that, bro. That's yeah, scary. That, that, that's some fucked up shit because uh, I had to uh, talk to the lawyers of Nines, uh, his team. Right, because you can get him into trouble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. But after a while, uh, I fixed everything without any big trouble or anything. And I still owe my own uh, percentage. Mm -hmm. And the other nice. got his share. So, uh, yeah, that's check before you uh, yeah. work with uh, vet, vet the source. Vet yeah, the source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check. And, I, and I'm someone like, I don't care how big or small you are. I want to work with, like... Everyone who has good sounds, I work with. I don't yeah. care. Right. Yeah, like, you have producers that be like, you have to pay me, so I use your loop or something. Mm. I don't like that because I'm just like, yeah, why same. not? Why? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they it's actually fire. helping you. Like, they, <laughs> yeah. they did yeah, they're helping work. you, yeah. bro. This, you, know. you can help them. <laughs> they can help you. I'm like, why, why should they pay me? To use them, <laughs> their loops, like... Right. But yeah, that's probably the bigger risk. 
Is it is it authentic? Is it original? Mm. Yeah, is, but isn't it stolen? Yeah, but you know, I've got I've just got some people on my email list that yeah, by yeah. by now I probably also met them in real life. You know, because yeah, if people exactly. keep sending me fire loops at a certain points, like yo, let's link or you gotta know who let's cook up. So yeah. then you know we there and and from I ask that for point the, on, and I ask for the stamps like put the stamps uh, oh, yeah. be, behind the loop. Mm. Yeah. Show proof. Yeah, show yeah. me some proof. Show me some <laughs> yeah, yeah, show me some proof. <laughs> but it also works better. Uh, Do you guys you guys use a lot of a lot of samples and loops in your, in your work from from other other creators? And how do you how do you choose who to who to collaborate with, who to work with? Yeah, sometimes I'm a, I'm a bit too purist in that like I, I want to improve my guitar skills the most and try to make the most fire stuff. So right, oftentimes I use my own guitar the most but but I do use loops as well um, yeah uh, just uh, um, yeah I'm always like want to improve but it depends for me it al always depends because even me I'm like doing the purest stuff when I'm by myself but sometimes in when you're in a lot of sessions and some artists yeah with some artists I can literally go sit there I can take my guitar we can start you know, making a song in the quote-unquote artistic mm -hmm. way, mm -hmm. but then there's other sessions where you just gotta like, or pull up beats, or just, yep. they just, the way they work is, I listen to loops, then you flip the beat, then we record the song. Mm. So, a lot of people that I work with work like that, so I just, in sessions I use loops by myself, I mostly don't, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting, yeah. because I've, I've done that before, where I've like, worked with a, um, a producer in the studio where it was just the loop mm -hmm. and then I kind of helped build the beat exactly. with the producer exactly. kind of. So you can Do like you build. enjoy that? Do you enjoy like having having that artist's voice sometimes hit? You yeah, know? you know, so you like, I don't know, so you can like catch a vibe together, mm -hmm. like even to the point where it's like, if it's your idea to like, oh, you know what? Let's have no drums on this sample. Mm -hmm. You just rap over right. then maybe that's that or we add some organic shit later or whatever, but like, I don't know. Just like catch a vibe together, I guess. That's dope. I I love loops. They they uh, give you inspiration, and they uh, you don't have to spend a lot of time to make sure. it. Like we were uh, talking in the car. Uh, then you get sometimes you get like, loops that have just been spread around so yeah. much. Yeah, that, that's the bad part. But uh, like I see a lot of producers say they make. Like I uh, said, 20 beats a day or 50 or whatever. I'm the I'm that guy that happy if I make one beat a day. Like that's right. a good day right. for me. If I make two or three, that's like damn unbelievable. You're on fire. Like, You're yeah, on fire. I'm, I'm on fire. <laughs> Don't play the lotto. Don't play that's the lotto. The best. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, He's I, slow, bro. I'm making that. Yeah. <laughs> I can, let's let's I talk can, about I, that though. There's I a lot can, of producers that yeah. crank bro, out. There's a lot of producers to be capping, bro. Yeah. Be capping, huh? If you check my TikTok, you, you, you think I made 250 beats a day of a cap. <laughs> but it's like, obviously not, bro. Like, I mean, there's some people. I mean, there's some people. I see Cash Money AP going I've, fast as fuck I've seen on his it. live stream, going crazy and killing every beat. Yes, yeah, I've, seen I've seen it. I've seen it in real so, life. I've seen it in real life. I, said, I saw Cash Money AP make 10, 20 beats in like... Three so, hours, yeah, but and they were all fire. Yeah, and if that's your vibe, like, let's go. Me sometimes also like I'm I'm more of like I like to sometimes you know go go really deep into like a vibe or whatever. So that's because that's what always when I was a kid yeah. I was going deep in some guitar shit or whatever. Like. 
that's what I love. That's what I love, really. Yeah. You know, like where, then you guys where got you, wow. You, you go on some journey, like oh, oh this, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's like what the. F-? Like, that's when do like you know you're doing thing, too you know? much? When do you know when you're doing too nah, much? I mean, you know, you feel it, but sometimes you gotta go go too far to know. Okay, oh, okay, no, got let it. me bring it back, and you know, got it. can be can be difficult though. Like, yeah. Sometimes it's difficult to see like oh, now it's the time to chop it up or something, but. Yeah. Depends. Depends. That's why sometimes like, it's good to be in the studio with the artist, so you can just like, because sometimes by yourself you can go like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Start getting dreamy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Adding I'm gonna make the most craziest beat ever. What, what, what do you, how do you work the most? Because I see you just work by yourself the most. You two, or or, or and 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 you. What, what's same likewise? Mostly myself. Okay. But I have um, a production partner as well. Okay. It's, his, his name is it's Nicholas. It's Nicholas on the socials okay. and on. BeatStars platform, I think it's Trapolix, Make It Bounce. Okay. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar. No, not, I, I mean, uh, maybe the name on Instagram. Maybe, yeah. 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 But Mostly myself, yeah. Cool, nice. So. I love Calibra- Calibration. Collaborating with uh, other producers, I For love sure. it. For sure. yeah. Like almost all my beats are uh, collabs. collabs. Yeah, yeah. How do, you, how, do you, how do you choose who to work with, though? Like, yeah, yeah how I, I have a few people, like, on my top list, like, mm-hmm. uh, always collaborate with them. And, uh, yeah, sometimes new people just up in my DMs, like, yo, can I send something? Or can you send me something? Or whatever. And why not? Like, I've, why I've, not? I've seen producers blow up just off of collabing with producers on BeatStars with each other because they'll have like a big following on BeatStars and the, they'll just, you know, share the share the share their audiences in a, in a, in a, in a way, you mm-hmm. know, um, like Kavi, for ex- example, you guys heard of Kavi. He's like this, this dope ass sample maker that's got fucking the most collabs Future. on BeatStars. I think yeah. he's got the most collabs on BeatStars and like the primary way of generating revenue for himself is the collabs. It's not from the primary account. Fire. It's crazy. It's just he collabs with everybody. Yeah, yeah I collab with him too. <laughs> you work with him too. Yeah, it's it's. I love it. It's fire. It's fuck. That's fucking. Yeah. What's that? What's that? So he, the guy, makes yeah. samples and then mm-hmm. collabs with other BeatStars producers and then they share do the collab with all the top beats. ones too. So it 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 revenue splits yeah. automatically. Yeah. and then he just collabs with. All of the people that are already selling beats. But, right. does, it, does he use? Does, does he give out the, the same sample? To no, oh. no, he like. Oh, that could be fucking genius. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, he, yeah, he was on the, <laughs> the top beats is the same fucking sample. All the beats, this guy getting paid. Yeah, that would be the he got placements hey. on uh, DJ Khaled, his uh, crazy album and Fire. everything. Fire, sorry. Just collaborate. And they all turn into placements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On accident. Fire. <laughs> it's dope. But, uh, but uh, I was working uh, like four or five years ago with uh, a producer n- named Bird mm-hmm. and he was small and after a while I was bigger than him but I don't care about how, who's right. the bigger sure, or sure. whatever so I always worked with him and now he j- he got uh, Bad Bunny uh, placements he Sorry. just dropped yesterday a song with uh, Roddy Rich. He got like crazy yeah, placements. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'll, I'll see producers that don't have the bigger yeah. following yet just land. Remove your ego and just work with everyone who's sure. fired. And there's just so much talent, it? bro. Just, so, yeah. so what about um, placements and beat stars? Do, do you get it a lot? That actually bro, all the time. Like, but we we don't. Like the artists so. just go on beat stars and be like Bad Bunny bought a beat on beat stars that went diamond. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So they're like. So that's these, pre- 
There's pretty a lot of these stories, like oh, Gio and... Tons of these stories, yeah? bro. Yeah, I'm sure there's millions more, but no one's going to admit it. You know, no one's going to say, I, I, I discovered it. You know, the artists are very, you know, the, they don't want to yeah. they don't want to talk about where they got the sauce from, but... Yeah, that's such... That, you know, I mean, I understand it, but, but it's also like, bro, yeah. come on. Come on. No, I mean... It's not a coincidence every week you look at the placements every week and it's like half the albums are all Beatstars producers. It does it like it's not a coincidence, bro. It's not a coincidence. The Beatstars producers are powering the whole game right now. That's fire. The whole game. Like every album that comes out is producers that I know on the platform. Every album. Every major album. You know what's crazy? I didn't know. You know I didn't know. You know what's crazy? Yeah. You know what's crazy? I knew that shit was gonna happen. Yeah. I knew it. Now, that's not even crazy because you knew it. I knew it, dog. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I knew it, dude. I knew it because it was like, it was just common sense. It's if it's convenience for you, but that's why you was the person that built it right. and made it happen. It was just convenience, but bro. It's for convenience. you. That was your calling. I guess. I guess. It's fucking I crazy. I don't know. That wasn't obvious for a lot of other people. A lot no. of other people would have said, nah, that's not obvious. Right. You no, said it was they obvious. They laughed at me. You know, they laughed at me. Exactly. I mean, the labels laughed. They so you stayed. saw it. They used to laugh at me, and you know what I used to tell them? I said, I, said, <laughs> I used to tell them, there's going to be a point that all, <laughs> I don't know, I, I shouldn't say this. <laughs> B-Stars is going to replace the A&R. Yeah, bro. I, I hope so. I, knew, I hate like, a &Rs, You know, I just. Oh, shout, <laughs> out, <laughs> shout out all a and You know, shout out the real a &Rs that are actually locking in. And shout, doing out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. shout out. I don't but, hate them. But the, ones, but the ones that are just like, you know, just. I don't know what the fuck they're doing, to be honest with you, because know, the artists are are connecting with their own producers. The artists are, they're curating their sound. They're not waiting for someone else to tell them what yeah. their sound is going to look sound like. You know what I mean? A true artist doesn't wait around for anybody. They, when they feel inspired, they go straight to the source. Mm. And right now, it's the BeatStars app. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, every yeah. placement I had is literally uh, like directly contact with the artist himself always, always. no uh, no a and r or some manager or whatever yeah. ever dm me like yo my artist wants some beats or always the artist always himself. Dog. always yeah. always always i mean with that's twitter you know, instagram that's a good organic way as well right like yeah, to yeah, yeah. really Best i way. mean connect as well right like to i remember p-dub you know p-dub cooking you know yeah. p-dub yeah. he's like bro rowdy Roddy Rich DM uh, he messaged me on BeatStars when he when he was first coming out he never he didn't even have a uh, he didn't have a big song yet oh. uh, he bought like two beats from him he's like I, I wish I knew who that he was gonna be this this artist and I, I always so he tell can't be sleeping no that's what I'm saying I, so I always tell I always tell producers I'm like guys that next big artist is already in your inbox buying beats. They're already doing it, bro. You got to connect with every one of your customers. You got to lock in. You got to find out what they're doing with your beats. <laughs> That's why I check uh, where they home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you see a big ass house, go, hey, yeah. let's go. No, but I mean, that's not, that's not, that's <laughs> no. not completely true, though, because, you know, it's not completely true. Okay, okay. It's, it's, it's just keeping a tab on your music. And that's why, you know, we did Beat ID. Beat ID, you know, um, is going to be we're changing the pricing on beat id it's going to be it's going to be less than two dollars soon where you could just drop a beat right. and you'll find where all everyone's using your beats across TikTok, yeah. youtube and all that that's just important bro yeah that's just important we already had like uh we already had a couple producers find that they had a number one hit in china yeah. off of beat id they didn't even know it had no clue yeah. they had no clue but 
the next star is sitting in your inbox right now. The next Denise is sitting in your inbox right now. The next artist, like cultivate those relationships, harness those relationships because even if it's in a, even, even if it's in an automated way, you know, even if it's an audit, it doesn't have to be like, I got to reach out to every single customer. It could be like what, what Yuki's doing on his, on his YouTube is giving advice, doing this, sending an automatic email out to people. You're providing value. Like, oh damn, Chucky cares about my recording setup. He's giving me tips on this. You know what I mean? It's psychologically like artists, especially the younger ones, they're, they kind of look to you guys as, you know, as their guide in the music industry. They don't, they don't know what to do next. And so I always tell producers you have a great opportunity to really guide artists, help them throughout their career, and then you know eventually be a label, work work with one or two of them, produce their albums, release it commercially, you know, put it out, collaborate, you know, and the more opportunity, the more the more ways you can serve that artist community, the more loyal and like locked in they're going to be with you, you know. So I I I you know I think I think there's there's a lot of room to extract all that data that's in your already in your accounts that you could just download and figure out a strategy on how to like build those relationships and it, it, it will it will change your whole like you don't you don't know an opportunity unless you read unless unless there's some sort of like you know action taken you don't know there, you could be sitting on the you could be like there could be someone in your email box right now that's mm. got a platinum song you don't yeah. even know about yeah, yeah you know yeah can I change the topic? Yeah, about change it, some, change something? it, change it. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to talk about uh, something I struggled with because uh, there was a time I was going crazy with the sales and everything. When it dropped, mm. I was looking like what are my options to promote my beats and everything. And I started trying to be creative. So uh, I found uh, a website you can buy Instagram comments, <laughs> fake Instagram yeah, comments, right. but you can customize them. Right. So I uh, bought like a thousand comments or whatever, and I customize them all, and I send them, uh, send all those uh, comments to uh, to the Instagram of uh, Drake, his manager. Uh, what's his name? Oliver. Oliver. So uh, <laughs> oh, no. so he so he checked me out. And he uh, blocked me. <laughs> but I thought at that moment, I thought like I did the smartest thing. And even <laughs> though if he sees that it's fake, he, maybe he respect the hustle and be like, yeah, maybe. They. But that's like for everyone who's that's watching, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do, do that. that. I learned do from that. it. But at that time, I was like, damn, maybe I found a loophole <laughs> to, did that. to get attention. <laughs> I was listening to the story and I was like, shit, this is going to turn out. Like, and then I ended up, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, shit. Bro. So you were, sending, you, were sending, you were sending the bots to the real manager? The real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you were trying to, you were trying to get his attention Yeah, somehow. and then he yeah, blocked yeah. him. And he blocked because, your ass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because I thought like, how can I compete with all these producers and everything? Right, and right. how can I promote my Let me just my flood. Let me just flood. And I was like, if I get a big artist or whatever. I mean, hey. It's, that's the best market. Sometimes you got to shoot your shot, yeah. bro. Yeah. Sometimes you got to shoot what your shot. What did the comments say, though? Like, uh, like uh, <laughs> hey, accent makes great Drake type beats or whatever. Like, Everything like something right, like that. Right, But uh, <laughs> I'm still Fire. blocked. By the way, by What's his yeah. name again? Oliver. Yeah. Oliver. Oliver. Uh. Listen, Accent Beats <laughs> is a really good dude. He didn't mean it. 
He was just trying to get Drake's attention. He actually makes great music for Drake. So if you're watching this podcast, please unblock the man. And after that, hit up Chuki. I was thinking about maybe I took it too far and went for Drake. Maybe for a smaller artist, it would work and yeah. something. But I was like, nah, fuck. Before... What? I get blocked by everyone on Instagram. <laughs> what, okay, let's get into the lessons part of the the, the podcast. Like, what, what what were some what are some other lessons that you guys you guys tried? Like some marketing techniques or anything that you've done that you're like, oh shit, I should that sh- that that didn't work out well for me. <laughs> is, is there anything that you guys could share? I got like <laughs> making a tutorial on a genre you just discovered. <laughs> that, that, that you didn't thought was gonna be so big two years later, and with your video getting like three million views, but you didn't know, not knowing oh, too, no. too much about the genre, you know, shit like that. <laughs> Feel me? It's like your hey reputation man, at the line. Was yeah, yeah. It's like, oh shit, y'all, y'all don't know. I just woke up that day. It was like, oh, let's make a tutorial about, it. and then just looking at oh, this. Doing the tutorial real quick, leaving, going to the studio. That a year later, oh, it has two million views. Oh, fuck. You know, and then Damn. did you take it down eventually? Uh, yeah, I took it down. Took it down. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I took it down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel but like, the, man, but same, hey, you got two bro, million views on it. At the same though. time, bro. At the same time, it's still it was still like helping. Yeah, people, beginners, you know, beginners. beginners. Yeah. but it's just like that's why I was like, I've been like. Back and forth. Was it someone in the comments? Was someone in the comments? I mean, there's sometimes people in the comments. Then there's like your own, like your own, I don't know. Like I know I'm able to make this level, but I made it in the simplest way for beginners. But maybe not everybody looks at it like that. And how do I want to be seen? Comes into the... You guys worry a lot about like the outside noise a lot. Do you guys worry about... Do you, do you pay attention to the outside noise too much, or is there, you know? No, you, as long as you know you make your best music. Yeah, yeah, but, that's... It doesn't matter, right? Like, uh, people can hate all they want, but if you know... I mean, if you try something that you are a bit new to, maybe then it can be, like, if someone says, like, ah, this is shit if you try, like, a new genre or whatever. But if you know, like, mm-hmm. you make, like, the best shit you can do, like... What, what, yeah. what can I say? Like, yeah. you made have, you, have you dropped some beats? Have you guys dropped some beats? You're like, uh, this is probably not my best work. Um, and you kind of saw there wasn't a lot of engagement on YouTube from it or there wasn't a lot of sales from it on BeatStars. And you're like, damn, I'll... I yeah, but sometimes you're a bad judge as well, you know? Oh, for when, sure. When you, when you think they will underperform, they might actually overperform. Yeah. Mm. Like it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to yeah. estimate the, uh, the value. And oh. sometimes performance doesn't always equal... Mm. Potential. Yeah, artistic potential, value, potential. Or, or artistic, artistic value, value yeah. or whatever. Even if it's like, if you talk about beats, it can be like that. Or if you're talking about YouTube video IDs, I could think like, oh, this video. But maybe somewhere out there of the two million viewers, there's fifty thousand people that was like, oh, bro, this video started off my search into going deeper into the genre, and then you still like helped and contributed and whatever. So sometimes like, yeah. I'll tell you, you this. Really I'll, I'll tell you guys this. Um, producers are the worst judge of their beats. They're the worst. Nah, I they're the judge. worst judge of their beats. How do you mean? Okay, so like, a few producers. For, you brought up Mantra earlier. Mantra is an example. Like he'll he'll upload 
he'll sometimes I'll, I'll I'll listen to some some of his beats before they're released, and I'm like, um, that one's gonna be the one. And he's like, no, that's not the one. And he'll he'll put out he'll put out one. Like he'll get get my feedback. This is years ago. He'll get my feedback. I'm like, no, that's the one. And um, he'll put out something else that he thinks is the 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 best the best beat from from that group and it'll be the lowest performing one <laughs> it'll be the lowest performing one you guys are bad judges of what beat is going like what like what artists really that's true no for real because you guys <laughs> make it because you guys are making too much of it you're not you're not sometimes you 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 don't know like like the full like a full like but judgment. if something's fire you know like you, you know, know nah, you know okay all right all right sometimes okay just, fine you guys know, know like, what it's fire? Okay. that doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> this will get a lot of sales but no, sometimes exactly. just some just, exactly. something's just like fire you sure. know like just like you you're gonna play this for every producer everybody's gonna be like yeah the producers yeah. might like it you know but i mean yeah. just people yeah i don't know maybe producers i hate know. every beat i make that's a good attitude, yeah, bro. That's yeah. a good attitude. But it's the <laughs> truth. Like I make it, I begin for the first ten minutes, I'm making a beat. I feel it like okay, nice. Then you start hating. And it. after because I work too long on one beat. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I begin like in the morning and I finish it like eight o'clock or whatever. And I'm like this shit trash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but I still upload it because, yeah. like you it's said, it's not up to you. Yeah, it's not yeah. up to you whether someone yeah. likes it or not. It's not. I still up upload it because yeah. Yeah. I, I, I try to remember the feeling before right. I right. hated it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Young Keo said it when he uploaded the beat for Old Town Road. He's like, I didn't even, I didn't know, I didn't even like that beat. He's like, yeah. I, he's like, I didn't, I, I was debating whether it was gonna, I was, he was gonna upload it. He said, you but just the, don't know, guys. Th there's a difference, I think, between um, having heard your beat so many times that you start to like. Hate it or right. like knowing that because, of it, because, yeah, because of something's it trash, you yeah. know, like yeah, because you know when something's trash. I mean, I oftentimes <laughs> like listen to <laughs> you know, you know, you can't make you know, trash. You, you guys know. can't make trash. It's not possible. It mm, might be yeah. trash to you, I mean, but it might be good for someone else. Yeah, yeah. And how do you? Okay, so how do you like separate yourself from you know falling in love with it too much because? Yeah, you said you keep listening to it over and over, but like as a owner of a business that's creating products that you kind of have to let go of it pretty quickly, yeah. can't keep falling in love with your art all the time. Like, do you guys ever find yourself having that? When, maybe, maybe that's what you're doing, Accent, is like you're saying in your mind, I hate, I hate every beat, I hate every, because you're letting go of that bitch. <laughs> you're like I'm letting go of this. This is I, I have to I have to move on to the next I one. I love it. I love it. I you love, love listening to your stuff. I love everything I make. I don't hate. Sorry. I know, but, but do you obsess I, I, over it? Do you I get to the point? Like, yeah. You you can't sit there and obsess over it too long. You know what I mean? That's, that, that's always the thing. Like I always when I make a beat, somehow I always listen to it till I hate it or something. Like but like mm. I said, not hate it in a uh, because of its because of the beat, but just because you heard it too much. That's all music though. No. Yeah. It's true. You listen yeah. to everything until it's like, yeah. Yeah. And then you forget it for a while and then you listen to it again. It's like, oh. Yeah, then it's like, oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I also noticed that producers um, sometimes they forget about like one simple business strategy that is like just fucking common sense, but whatever. Maybe not everyone gets it. Is that content could be evergreen. Content could be evergreen. So that dreams beat 
that Accent was saying still sells to today, I guarantee you if he features that beat again one more time at the top of his profile or does an ad campaign around it to an audience that's never heard that beat before, they're going to fall in love with it the same way. There's just some beats that are just home run hitters. Yeah. Don't matter what day of the week it is, what year it is. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Those are home run hitters, and you got to lead with the fire before they before you capture a new audi- uh, audience to check out the rest of your catalog. So I always see producers like, no, I don't. That beats too old. I, I don't want to. I don't want to keep promoting it. I don't want to keep putting. I don't want to feature that. I don't. Wanna, and it drives me nuts because it's like, yo, if you got a fucking iPhone, the best iPhone, the most souped up one, the the one that's always selling, and you're just like. You know, I don't want to feature that shit. It's a curse of being an artist. Right. I, right. I mean, curse and a blessing. I mean, so at the end of the day, you got to be like, I don't know, find that middle ground between yeah. loving your art and selling it. Yeah, well. for sure. For sure. Did you ever, like, you know, find yourself... It's a fucked up name to say if you're American, though. Freck? Freck. 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 Freck the freak. Freck. It's like Lake. Yeah, Lake, 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 Lake or Drake. Yeah, Drake, yeah, Drake, Frank, yeah. Not bad, bro. It's no all worries. good. It's all good. So no worries, no worries. It happens all the time. <laughs> Does it? It happens all the time. Oh. No, no, no. There's no problem. It's just like, I I, 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 I have a pretty... Like, uh, Tantu's name is Tune. Tune. Yeah, Tone. That's hard. Uh, my, but my name, always my name, Tune. My Tune. Name, my, I got a Nigerian name. My name is Osayuki. So Osa whenever Yuki. I tell that to a Belgian person, they go like... Uh-huh. Japanese. Short, my name is Ibrahim. Mm. No one's gonna say Ibrahim, yeah. so, you know, so like, we just shorten it up. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I like to see you guys try to say my real name. Ibrahim. I never knew oh. Ibrahim. Ibrahim. Ibrahim was Ibrahim. You didn't know that? No. no. Okay, now you know. Man. Got a Ibrahim. Ibrahim. Do you? Yeah. All right, cool. So people know that name. I thought no one had to know how to say that name. Okay. That's a pretty regular name around yeah. here. Regular yeah. name? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? Right. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. We, have, we have a lot of Mar- Moroccans uh, here. Yeah. 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 So they, well, you come to America, talk, you know, no one, there's no Ibrahims around there, bro. Yeah. Well, here there is. We yeah. call them uh, Eb. Eb. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, that's let's go. Let's go back. I was saying, like, do you, um, do you? Find yourself holding on to those home run hitters and figuring out ways to like remarket them and make sure that that you know you find a new audience for for those for those tracks or do you always move on to the next one too? Um, I move on to the next one as well. You do, huh? but I do list the top sellers usually uh, on the top of the page. You do, like they're easier to find. Right. Yeah. Right. So you lead with that. Yeah. If right. there's right. Exactly. Yeah. Like. Nine out of ten times when producers hit me up, like, if they hey, if they resonate and then you want to, that's it. I mean, even in like an ad in an ad campaign, you know, they'll say, "Hey, how do I advertise my beats?" I'm like, "Just advertise your top five hitters. That's it." And then they'll your the true fans, true customers will come and check out the rest of your catalog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Is there any other topics we want to get into? Let's see. I mean, like I I'd, I'd like to know your y'all yeah like goals as in like. Like maybe two or three year, or like maybe like what's the end goal? Like what's the, you know? Mm. I don't know if you know the end goal. Was like what what's the what's next? Like what's next for for you? What's next for you? What's next for me? Or or like main thing you're trying to do right now? You know? Right now is uh, just to be honest to bring my sales back up <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, that's maybe something good for the audience listening. Like, I got a lot of followers on YouTube and beat stars and everything, but that doesn't always mean like you're doing good. Like, you keep doing good and getting sales and all. Right. You, you must keep working and uh, try new things and uh, promote your stuff. And that's something. Uh, that's that's a mistake I made because when I was doing super well, mm-hmm. I didn't send them to my Instagram account or I didn't build a audience outside of YouTube or BeatStars. Right. And did you th- th- when th- you started getting that success, accent, Did you start yeah. releasing less? Did you start being no no th- no no no? But but uh, I feel like I made the mistake of not sending people to my other socials. To just, let's say uh, you're doing well on YouTube and you send everything to Instagram. Let's say YouTube drops down a little bit. You have audience on Instagram so you can keep promoting your beats or whatever. Yeah, and but they probably don't even convert that well. Mm-hmm. YouTube probably converts way better than Instagram. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. still you want uh, your audience, your audience Email, just to bro. be spread. I mean, like, I guess the know, general yeah. thing is what you're saying is just like, because there's always... There's waves. always like momentum and yeah, waves, yeah. and when the waves there, you gotta just maximize yeah, yeah, yeah. the way you're leveraging it. So, getting something to your socials or selling something or uh, promoting your brand or getting email lists or or preferably all the things at the same time. But like doing the most of yeah. of that wave that is coming your way because it's always, I mean, in my experience of life, it's always a, it's it's up, but it's always a bit like. Mm-hmm. With this, there's yeah. momentum sometimes in the air, and when that's there, you gotta bow, 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 bow. What's like one of you like? A or few, do, do do you guys agree or not? Like, I agree. Yeah. I, that's it's something I didn't do. Yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta surprise every every so often. You yeah. have to kind of like get unconventional sometimes. You can't just always run with the same campaign, with the same methods, with the same thing. Like sometimes you gotta do something out of your comfort zone and surprise your fan base or surprise your 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 customer base with something that maybe you you know you haven't done you haven't done you know it could be you know you got to shock people bro like there's so much shit being released every single day like how are you going to stand out even even though you do have a following right i mean of course if you're not engaging via email or sms to your to your base controlling that communication that's going to be hard if you're just relying on IG and all these other platforms. You know, you have to – I think, that, you know, there's a study, right? Like, it takes 11 points of impression before someone makes a purchase. 11 points of impression. I got to listen to that beat at least 11 times before I make that purchase. Sometimes it takes 30 days. Sometimes it takes 45 days. Sometimes it takes six months. And so, like, how are you constantly – working in those multiple points of impression. It's creating a secondary YouTube channel. It's creating, um, you know, uh, a, a call to action value add in an email. It could be an SMS. It could be something. It could be, you have to figure out ways to. Could be fake comments. It could be yeah, fake yeah. comments. Could be fake comments. But like, what are, what are some, what are some like, guys, I know we talked about beat selling and online and stuff, but you guys have produced some like amazing shit for people. And I want the world to know, like, I want the world to know, like, you guys are not just like, 
independent entrepreneurs. You guys are cultural tastemakers. You guys have produced some fucking amazing music for so many amazing artists. And I want you guys to like tell the tell the world like who who are some of what are some of the most proudest moments of songs that that are in your guys' catalog that you've um, that you've worked on. I'll start with you, Fred. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, I mean, specifically. Is there any like big notable songs that you're just, you know, that. Yeah, the songs that you feel like just, it's time to flex a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's time to flex a <laughs> nah, little bit, man. Like, 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 you guys are not just, like, everyone puts us, the online beat maker, in this like box, you know? You guys are, you guys are, you guys are shifting culture, man. You guys are shifting culture. And so, yeah, what are, what are, what are some, you know, I know you've worked with some amazing artists. I have them written down, but tell the world, like, who are who Let are some know. of those artists that you work with, man? Let him know. Um, most well known is probably Twenty One Savage. Um, Tech Nine, we've been doing stuff with Tech Nine for like seven years. Yeah, he's been coming back. Dope. Yeah, that's dope. Shout out to Tech Nine for you know believing in the vision. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, Kidding. Money and the Power, mm -hmm. you might have heard a song. Mm -hmm. um, Western, their, their, their initial single is a UK West London act. Cool. It's called Into. Uh, Two changed indirectly. I mean, we didn't produce for his record, but he featured on the Tech Nine record. Dope. B.O.B. as well. Uh, T.I. Who else? I don't know. That's probably it. These are icons, bro. These are legends. Yeah. You guys are working legends. And how, like, was it all through like indirect or like uh, did you also send it directly to them for example or uh with tech nine it's more of like a direct connection um but um the others the others were mostly placed through management uh, or indirect you know uh middleman basically mm. like people you collaborated with or something yeah, or A&Rs, yeah, or uh, yeah. managers yeah. Or yeah. on their side. Oh, so there is some A&Rs that still... There's still the wave, right? Yeah, A&Rs are still doing their jobs. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, I haven't really, like, in the last years, really focused on the U.S. game. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, not really focused just because I was... No, but it could be dope art, big artists that you worked with. Yeah, here. but at the same time, it does matter. Like the U.S. is still like the. It's uh, still like no, nah, no. Nah. It's a new world now. Everyone, uh, everyone's sharing culture. I mean, now. it's still my like. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a thing I have to still do. Those that, are your goals. I, that, 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 yeah. For me personally, you know. But I don't know. I feel like, uh, yeah, the the U.S. is still like that. It's got the, especially for for a hip hop producer. Right, I, don't know. Right. I feel like it's like it still got that primary yeah. mark, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's it got it's still like, bro, yeah, you know. It's still like that's the shout goal. out to all the other artists, right? Uh, you know, around the world, but still right. the U.S. like the, the they set the trends, you know. And, and, and they this kind of they, I mean, they, they created the sound, right? Yeah, like yeah. those guys like pushed the sound initially, yeah. right? I mean, they pushed it to the level, yeah, worldwide where it is right now. You yeah. The French market really innovative as well though. Yeah, the French market is also crazy. Like yeah. um and, and, and how crazy in, in France there's some rule, I don't know the exact rule, but there's some rule that a certain percentage of the music on the radio has to be yeah. from France. I love that. 
because for example in Belgium we don't have that we just mm. hear US shit oh, all, just US all the time I mean there's not so there's not a lot of mm. Belgian artists I think that's dope what what's dope I think it's dope that you know the radio has to play you know a certain percentage of artists from France yeah it, it's yeah uh, how do you how do you uplift? why would you force that for me that no. was like a reason like okay we should do our best as Belgian artists to make better music to just be the people that people want to listen to on, mm. on the radio, you know? The fact that we listen to US shit is because we're not making But that's what's dope about the music. producer, though. That's what's so dope about the producer. Like, yeah. you can you could be a producer that gets their record played in France, mm -hmm. in all these territories, yeah, yeah. and, you know, you're, you're powering that sound, so it, you don't fall under that restriction, probably, because the producer doesn't, doesn't yeah, get restricted, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, there's a lot of markets that are really... Uh, interesting, especially like if if your sound, for example, is a little bit more uh, street or whatever, you maybe focus on the French market because there's 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 a sound going on in France, for example, that can go hard in France, but in the U.S. right now would never work. Mm -hmm. Like you can have um, I don't know if you know French artists like Jules or or shit like that. When you can never make those beats for U.S. Right. artists, maybe, sure. maybe you could start a wave after a long effort, mm. but U.S. is not on that sound right, right. now. You know, right. same as uh, the more Latin American sounds are not as big in France as, for example, the African sounds mm. or whatever shit like that. You know, I mean, right now in America, um, Afrobeat reggaeton like is blowing the fuck up yeah yeah it's taking over yeah so i mean bad bunny's got to be the biggest artist in america now yeah you know what i mean making spanish music so i feel like as tiktok and all these kind of platforms that are enabling sharing of culture and respecting other people's sounds and music especially tiktok especially tiktok i'm discovering artists from in different languages in the middle east in africa and i'm like Yo, some of this shit sounds better than the stuff in the states. So I think soon, and and you're seeing it, you're seeing it even with the Spotify numbers. Fans um, are diversifying what what they're listening to. Like people are tapping into different different cultures, and I think we're moving towards a more global music industry where it's not going to be just dominated by just um, an American sound. I don't, I don't, I, within the next five years, I think that's going to change completely. But it makes sense though. It's refreshing as well. I mean, yeah. the people are kind of tired of the trap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For I sure. mean, shout out to the sound, but it's just sometimes too much of the same. Yeah. Trust me. I mean, I, I heard a lot of beats on beats yeah, for, yeah, you know. for a long time when, when that was like the primary wave of music, you so, know? Yeah, so that's why it's like... It's, it, we need change. I'm, I'm excited also for like the opening up of shit, but I still feel like... Um, English is still the language to, I mean, to be the most global, I think. I mean, at least in our part of the Maybe. Western yeah, world, I right. guess. Um, so right. in the industry I'm in, English is still like the... Right. I mean, we're having this whole conversation in, in English. English. And not in French or whatever, mm. you know, so. That's because good. of you. I guess so. We should have got, got someone to come moderate in Dutch and French. I don't know. I don't know. But guys, I think, um, I think that's a wrap, man. It was a pleasure talking to you guys. It was an honor being here, sharing, sharing this time with you guys. Thanks for having Opening us. up like your thank you, country to me and being here to um, learn about you guys. Um, watching Chuki DJ last night for, hey. for, for an audience that was loving his stuff. Yeah. Shout out to, thank you for all the free drinks we had. Thank you, thank you for pulling up. <laughs> But, um, shout out to our sponsor. <laughs> shout out to the sponsors. <laughs> yeah. 
Yo, that's a wrap. B stars, pay to creators, Amsterdam edition. Bang bang. Thank you everyone shit. for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. Not paying the creators is a no-no. I got the smoke road for all the fan bands.